Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Clark. And welcome to Wordstruck, where we take a fresh look at great books. This season, we're talking about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. This episode, we're talking about chapter 16. <laughs> so, Alyssa, <laughs> tell us a little bit about chapter 16. Okay, so chapter 16 is Through the Trap Door. So, uh, in this chapter, the trio takes their exams, and Harry pieces together how Hagrid spilled the beans on getting past Fluffy. Dumbledore is called away, and Harry, Ron, and Hermione determine that it will that will be the night that Snape is going through the trap door. So they follow, running through a magical obstacle course to get to the final chamber. Da 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 da! Boss fight, and, <laughs> and it ends on an awful cliffhanger that Clark hates me for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to start this episode out by by chewing you out for the for the cliffhanger. It's not my fault, but you know, blame Joanne. Yeah, Joanne, Joanne, Joanne. <laughs> How did you know we were going down to one chapter an episode? <sighs> he did that on purpose. We just couldn't fit that other chapter. We could not fit that other chapter in, no matter how much, because there's a lot that happens. There's a lot that happens in this chapter. So, I'm sorry, listeners, we will not be talking about the big boss battle today. Uh, instead, we were talking more about um, all of the little booby traps that lead up to the final chamber. And each one is, of course, interesting and different because, you know, different professors do different traps. So there's a lot there, and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, but first, yes, exams. Exams. The one thing that could make uh, Hermione and Ron not interested in running around <laughs> and doing hijinks, you know? I'm amazed that it affected Ron. Yeah. Like, that should be the perfect way for him to distract himself, of like, oh, man, we got to, like... Solve this Voldemort problem. Yeah, it was, you know, we were going to study, but, you know, Voldemort. I don't, werewolf codes of conduct, I don't, I can't deal with that. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I don't want to draw any comparisons here, but I feel like Voldemort is kind of a trump card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we start out the chapter, um, and they're, they're taking their exams, and some, some of the logistics of this uh, were Mm -hmm. sort of troublesome for me. Um, oh, just just why on earth at a boarding school are the, do the kids take the exams and then they hang out for a week while professors are grading? Yeah, and then they get their results. Like, can't they just owl those to the family? What sort of cost does that bring to Hogwarts? And oh. like, they just like sort of languish around and they're expected to, and they're chastised when they're inside. <laughs> That's very true. It, it I didn't just, even think about that. All, all around is very strange. And I sort of wondered if it was because there are seven years worth of students who are testing. And so maybe the first years are just done earlier. But then why would you finish with the younger kids first? Because might they need more supervision? <laughs> and Yeah, there's a lot here. And it, it does feel like it draws a lot of comparisons to just normal schools. Like taking a week to grade in the first place. Like You should be able to tell... Right then and there. Like, I feel like McGonagall, she probably had her scores right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it said she awarded extra points for the little things that were, what was it? A, a snuff box. A snuff box. A mouse into a snuff box. What's a snuff box? Do you know what snuff is? It's a it's a, a kind of... Chewing t- tobacco, tobacco. Yeah. Snuff. Okay. And so, and they, you would, like, put it in little boxes, and some are nicer than others. And so having a nice snuff box was a sort of elitist thing of the time hmm. what, I mean, what was that the 20s or was it earlier than that no it was it was like marie antoinette's time, i mean everybody's right? always enjoyed a good snuff box but i think it is uh i think it was probably <laughs> bigger in the in the yeah 20s 
when when the they had the long cigarettes on the sticks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. <clears throat> so yeah, snuff boxes, interesting. Uh, <laughs> teaching kids young that tobacco is cool. <laughs> yeah. At first, I kind of had a picture of, like an ashtray or something, but it makes more sense for it to just be a receptacle. Uh, some of the other exams were um, making a tap dancing pineapple. <laughs> Which I just had to think of the logistics. Like, okay, so it's charms, mm-hmm. not transfiguration. Yeah. So, like, you're not charming feet onto the pineapple. So is no. it just, like, the pineapple, like, popping around? <laughs> or does it flip upside down and Ooh. the green parts, like, tap in a little... I didn't even think about the greens dancing. Yeah, I just couldn't... I was like, okay, tap dancing is... that. Involves two feet, I think, at least. Yeah, I just kind of had a picture where it would it would just kind of bump back and forth on either edge, and it would kind of be floating a little bit, and then it would do the slide. <laughs> and it'd be a cool pineapple. I didn't even think about flipping it upside down. Yeah, and you're just right. It, logistics, man. <laughs> yeah, and when I read it, in my head, I kind of pictured it just sprouting these nice black cartoon feet, you know, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse style feet, and tap dancing. But you're right. That's not what it, that's not the class. I don't think, yeah, I think that would require transfiguration. Yeah, yeah. I guess before we even got to the exams, I, I have a little bit of a rant. I'm sorry. Rant uh, The very first chapter of this, uh, sorry, the very first paragraph of this chapter has a few things wrong with it. <laughs> wrong with it. That's a... Yeah. All right. An assertion. <laughs> that, is, that is an assertion. That is a judgment. I, I, I'll grant that, you know, she is a best-selling author and I am not. That's fine. However... <laughs> What's wrong with it, Clark? So it's called Through the Trapdoor, and the art for this chapter is um, Fluffy, a cartoon representation of Fluffy, this growling dog. So you're told right away, like, Fluffy's going to be in this chapter in some way. And then you go on to read the first paragraph, and it says, In years to come, Harry would never quite remember how he had managed to get through the exams when he half expected Voldemort to come bursting through the door at any moment. Yet the days crept by, and there could be no doubt that Fluffy was still alive and well behind the locked door. What? Why do we care that Fluffy's behind the... Where did that come from? Why, why is he all of a sudden thinking about Fluffy? And, and also, what? since when are we now talking about Harry's future after this? Where now we're talking about the years after this incident is over? Have we gone to that tense... Or not tense, but... No, we haven't predicted that way, I don't think. No, I don't um, think the, the narrator the, has ever written about the, the years to come. The only one that comes close is the other quote that you had a problem with, and that was Hermione. Um, like the, And that was, you know, from that point on, Hermione was their friend. Sort of has a similar feel to it, but it doesn't shoot that far into the future necessarily. Yeah, and so, yeah I, it, it does communicate to the reader like he gets through it. Yeah, but that could have been done in present tense, or at least in, in the normal tense that the narrator is using, where it's like, throughout the week, Harry was very nervous, or but, but no, he but, somehow but, made it. But what it does is it, it communicates to to the reader that he gets through the boss battle. Yeah, but <laughs> is that really necessary? Like, no, I don't, I'm not saying it. Could, I'm not saying it's necessary. But yeah. it is sort of interesting that it's it's a subtle. It's telling little, us like, like he wins. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. I just for kids, I think for a kid book, that can be a comforting thing just to mm. subconsciously know, like, it's going to be okay. But in my mind, like, yeah, we all know that the good guy is going to live at least until the end of the first book. I don't know about the end of the series. We didn't know that was it was a series at the time that this came out. But I guess knowing, even just reading the book by itself, nothing leads to Harry Potter dying. Not, there's nothing that points towards Harry Potter losing this battle. Nothing whatsoever. Like, it is so... 
if Harry dies at the end of this chapter, I'll eat my shoe on air somehow. I'll make it interesting. I'll let sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> the vomit sounds will be wonderful. So, like, in my mind, if a kid is really worried about Harry Potter dying, I, I, I don't really trust that kid's reading ability. I think... I don't. I mean, the the way that Harry's perception of it, where this is, this is like do or die. Everything is do or die, according to Harry. The Quidditch match is do or die. Like <laughs> that's true. He's yeah. he's creating this this sense of fear and urgency and high risk with everything, and so that like you're sort of set up to to understand this is high risk. Yeah. Um. So and and to to your point about why is he all of a sudden thinking about Fluffy? Fluffy's the only thing that he knows is behind the trap is is in the third floor corridor that's true and that's the thing that he's concerned like he knows snape's trying to figure out how to get past fluffy like that is what he believes he overheard and so that is the thing that he is concerned about i guess did snape figure out how to get past fluffy though hmm i guess in my mind what would have been better is if she's if and would have fit in with the chapter and what happens in the chapter that's significant is if he said but Harry Potter felt safe knowing that Dumbledore was standing by if, you know, if anything happened. Because... I, I don't think... Okay, so that... I, I was going to bring this up later, but I I knew I wouldn't be able to keep it in as long as I had it planned. <laughs> sure. Um, that goes against everything that we have seen in Harry and in, in that he is someone who takes matters into his own hands. When everyone else says, don't worry about it, Dumbledore's got it. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't like for he has such a mistrust of authority figures because he wasn't raised by any trustworthy authority figures that he doesn't make it happen to for for Dumbledore to actually know everything that he knows. He has had every opportunity to go up to Dumbledore to email to to email him, <laughs> to owl him or to like I mean he saw him at the Quidditch match he was concerned but he That's didn't true. And, but he didn't talk to him about it at all. There are all sorts of things. He actually had a face-to-face with him in front of the mirror of Erised. Yeah. Not yeah. once did he actually communicate to him, I'm concerned someone is going to break into whatever your third floor corridor is hiding yeah. and take it. And I think that someone is Voldemort, who I saw the last chapter. That's a really good point. Does not, not like, the only time, it takes until, it takes until it's him and Hermione in the like chamber where he finally says, "Okay, you go to the Owlry, get Hedwig to mm. get Dumbledore." It's like, how long is it going to take Hedwig to get to Dumbledore? Dumbledore to like drop whatever important thing that he's doing, get back to Hogwarts and save Harry, hmm. who is minutes away from probably his death. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he does uh... He sets up so many He's like, "Okay, if this doesn't work, we're getting Dumbledore. Okay, if this doesn't work, we're getting Dumbledore." Like, no. Just go tell Dumbledore and then keep doing what you're doing. But, like, do that first. <laughs> the most powerful wizard of all time. Let him know what's going on. Yeah, maybe fill him in a little bit. So that's why I would take issue with he felt safe knowing Dumbledore had things under control. Because he knows more. Th- he believes he knows more than Dumbledore right now. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. And in that sense, you're right about Fluffy is, like, he knows that that's the one that Snape doesn't know, apparently. Or, like, he's the big one standing on top of the trapdoor. So, all right. All right. Uh, as as far as that. the, like, in years to come, that's frustrating. Yeah. And, like... I still, I still take issue with that. But you're right that it does communicate um, that, you know, it might look bad, but it's going to be okay. And 
maybe some people will be reassured by that. I'm not. And maybe I would have been when I was a kid, but I th- anyway. I think it maybe were, would have worked better just to cut that in years to come and and sort of I, I think she was trying to juxtapose the like Harry has a very immediate need of mm-hmm. I need to pass school and that doesn't stop for these dire things that I've told no one about. Yeah. But there are these dire things I've told no one about. And he's like, ah, oh, but also nothing's happening, and so I'm like. I thought it, everything felt so sudden, and now it's not happening, and 10 weeks have passed. Yeah, that's true. It's that's been a, long a long time. time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a frustrating opening for sure. And then the, the next chapter for me was like, it's not a frustrating thing, but it, it goes into the, the weather of it was sweltering <laughs> hot, and I'm like, I'm not sure it's ever been sweltering hot in Scotland. <laughs> Um, and, Certainly not inside a castle. Uh, but but then my other thought is like, why on earth is is Hogwarts's um, temperature control so terrible? Because hmm. around Christmas time they were like shivering in class, which I think is that's a good point. People could like see their breath. Yeah, they, they could see their breath. They had to like wear their cloaks all the time, and they were like, I I would not. I remember that in school, whenever I was in like the rooms that had mm-hmm. really terrible temperature control, it's hard to focus because you're too worried about like, I'm very cold right now. Yeah, yeah. And now it's sweltering hot. And it's the same thing. It's sweltering hot in their classroom. It's yeah, like, like I, what? they're wizards. Can't they have like temperature control? They're wizards with like a high budget. Like they could, they could bring on people whose sole job is just to keep up a nice cooling or warming spell. They, they have the assets for that. Why not? They have a ceiling that looks like whatever it looks like outside. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, why can't they? Which is so cool. <laughs> keep, it's, it's incredible, but that's a really powerful spell and a sort of nifty cosmetic thing. Why, how can they deal with the cosmetics and not the, like, you know, temperate <sighs> situation in the classroom? So budget I was, cuts, you know? Those budget cuts. The castle definitely has an interesting character, and it's fun to learn about its nooks and crannies whenever we learn something new. Yeah, I, and I, I do love, love that. that. And I, I feel like there's so much more to learn about it, and I think that's going to be great. Uh, so what really gets the ball rolling and what gets um, Harry in some, like, super panicked mode is when he realizes that... Um, Hagrid, some, something doesn't quite line up with Hagrid and the dragon and the timing of all that. He couldn't shake the feeling. He couldn't shake the feeling, Alyssa. <laughs> Haven't we heard about this several hmm. chapters in advance, how Although, he just couldn't shake it? I think this one worked a little better. A little better, yeah. But yeah. the fact that it was preceded by another feeling he couldn't shake was like, it, if they just dealt with that other one better to begin with, then this one would, I, exactly. I would have just but cruised instead, right by without worrying about it, but... Uh, for those listening, we are talking about page number 264, where it says, Harry nodded, but he couldn't shake off a lurking feeling that there was something he'd forgotten to do. Something important. Uh, like, that's the kind of phrasing that she needed in the in the Nicholas Flamel chapter. Absolutely, yeah. And then, like, revisit this without the phrasing, couldn't shake the feeling. Yeah, and it was used a bit more appropriately. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it did feel a little bit forced in there, shoehorned in there. But in this case, uh, it does make sense because it is weird that a guy showed up with a dragon egg, even those were, though those are illegal, and he was willing to give it to Hagrid for, like, not much, even though it was kind of a rare dragon. So in that sense, I got a weird feeling from that. And I'm like, what What do you mean he won it on a bet? Like, who's really trying to get rid of a rare dragon egg? That's got to be worth something on the black market. Worth more than whatever he bet on it, I'm sure. So... 
Definitely fishy. I would uh, make another point going back to the Dumbledore thing of Mm -hmm. if he'd only told a responsible adult, someone could have figured that (laughs) out sooner. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) So I guess to to kind of speed through it, Harry goes and he talks to Hagrid. Hagrid's like, oh, yeah, well, I did talk to the guy a bit and he was kind of pushing drinks on me. And I ended up telling him that I was a gamekeeper and that uh, pretty much how to get past Fluffy. He told this hooded stranger, uh, which leads to the question that I feel you're going to ask me. Who was this hooded stranger? I totally didn't plan to ask you that, actually, but I should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll ask myself. Who's who... the stranger? <laughs> oh, the hooded stranger, yes. Uh, could it be Snape? Could it be... I, I don't think it was Voldemort. <laughs> I think probably safe to say it was not Voldemort. People may have picked up on some kind of evil presence. Uh, I'm still convinced he is a snake. <laughs> so I don't think this snake... Wouldn't take his cloak off. I mean, That's, I don't uh, know. Could be anything under there. You don't want to make assumptions. Uh, so the, the author wants us to believe it was Snape, in my opinion. Uh, even though cloaked figure, Voldemort was cloaked. So she wants us to believe that it was either Voldemort... Or Snape, probably Snape. Uh, because I know what I know about Quirrell, I'm betting it was Quirrell. Uh, but you never know. It could have been Snape. We still don't know. Snape's the bad guy, so um, we're still figuring that out. Have 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 you lined out what it is that you know about Quirrell? No, I just know that I I know that he is somehow also Voldemort, and there's another face that's kind of Voldemort, but Voldemort's the snake guy. Well, not snake, you know what I mean. Okay. So he is some incarnation of somehow working under Voldemort's spell via the the head on the back of his turban. Okay. But and how how, how do you how do you know that? Do you remember that from when you were reading it? And yeah, I think that's just something that is really hard to forget. I can forget a lot of details. I'm very capable of forgetting a lot of details, but but the taking off of the turban and there being another face, kind of hard to shake. And I think I've seen stills from the movie. I think there was a, a meme made from it too. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there was a while there too where it's like you'd see little video grabs of like, oh, he'd turn around and it would be unmasking and it would be like something silly like SpongeBob or, you know, something... Uh, the the famous Hitler speech meme or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I just, I know the Quirrell has somehow Voldemort on the back of his turban and that he's actually the bad guy. Uh, I don't think that ruined it for me, but that's my guess of who was under the, um, who was under the cloak. Though the narrator wants us to believe it's Snape. All signs point to Snape. Do you think you would have assumed it was Quirrell if you had somehow not known that? No, 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 no. Would you have been like, dude, it's Snape? It's no, Snape. I would not have seen the Quirrell thing coming if I didn't know in advance. I think they did a pretty good job of setting up Snape as the foil. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about this, I guess, a lot more in the next chapter. So maybe we'll save it for that. Sounds but uh, so I, I, I believe it's Quirrell. I think the narrator wants me to believe it's Snape. Short answer. Uh, so anyway, Harry finds out that somebody knows how to get past Fluffy and he immediately goes to Ron and Hermione and he's like, hey, this is what we need to be doing now. Blah, ah, ah. <laughs> like we need to go take care of this right now. And at first he's like, I need to go take care of this. No, first he's like, we need to go tell Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. And they go into the castle and they bump into McGonagall mm-hmm. and 
and she's all stern and like, why aren't you outside on this glorious day? And, <laughs> this hot, and sweltering like, day. We have to talk to Dumbledore, and she's like, you, you three eleven-year-olds, you don't have to talk to Dumbledore. And he's like, dude, it's about the Sorcerer's Stone, and she drops everything yeah. in absolute shock. Doesn't even go to pick it up right away, and yeah. and is just like, I don't, I, mm, how, how do you know this? Yeah. And then Harry almost accuses Snape. But I think he's learned with Hagrid. I can't accuse Snape because that will get me nowhere. That makes you look crazy. Yeah. 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 And and for a while, McGonagall, like, she listens to him. She figures out kind of what he knows. But then she bats it away, saying, like, well, Dumbledore's been gone ten minutes. So. And he's not going to be back for a little while because Ministry of Magic needs him. Mm. And so, like, tough nuggies, but it's protected. Don't worry about it. Um, why, my real question that I have is why doesn't McGonagall uh, do anything else? I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, well, I, I don't think. I, I guess I yeah. had a hard time reconciling that too because for him to know about the Sorcerer's, for Harry to know about the Sorcerer's Stone and for him to clearly be in a panic state about the Sorcerer's Stone, you think that she would... Um, do you think her trust in him has been shaken since the dragon incident? <sighs> That's a good question. Uh, I, I mean, I still think that her reaction with the whole dragon thing was a huge overreaction. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think she she didn't give them time to explain themselves. That's true. Uh, and and even if she had, I'm not sure she would have believed them. It could be, and she could still be a bit sore about the whole incident. She didn't want to tank Gryffindor's score. She wanted to win the House Cup just as bad as anyone. I mean, we see that throughout the whole chapter. So it's like, in her mind, you know, everybody else has written Harry off. Maybe she has too. And boy who cried wolf. Boy who cried wolf, and she gave him several chances to get away with stuff and like she he was a little bit of her golden child and we were a little bit worried about her maybe favoring him too much and we were talking about how like this is why dumbledore and now she's rebounded to the yeah, extreme completely rebounded so i think yeah. it's strange that the fact that ron and hermione are with him and and she still like i think she has sort of a soft spot for hermione because she's such a hard worker not and, enough though yeah, yeah. I, I maybe if hermione had like chimed in and been like no professor for real i think that's probably that would have like yeah. that would have lent weight to what he was saying yeah i could but see then that. hermione was also caught with the dragon so maybe her faith was shaken in her too no i doubt that i i think that her she... snuff box was probably just gorgeous <laughs> hermione's <laughs> yeah her snuff box <laughs> not, not until she gets older uh yes for the quiz it probably was uh i i think that hermione being there probably lent some credence to it but in my mind, McGonagall probably believes that Harry is just so charming that he can drag her best student, Hermione, into trouble. And she probably dislikes Harry even more for that. Because she's like, Hermione, she's one of my best. And here you are getting her in trouble. And like now she can't even focus on studying, which is what I want her to do because she's one of the best. So I, yeah, Hermione being there is probably a, a nice reminder that like hey remember your favorite student yeah she's running around with this troublemaker who's now trying to cause more trouble so i i don't think she takes issue with hermione i think she just takes issue with her current choice of company so uh my counter question to why do you think mcgonagall did nothing is mm -hmm. I, I i guess there is a real possibility that she has done something because there's still another chapter left 
Yeah. Is it possible that she will do something or or that uh, she batted them away because they're 11 year olds and first years and they probably don't need to be a part of the save the sorcerer's stone effort? I think the fact that you're asking me already says that she's going to be one of the people who shows up kind of at the end. Um, I don't truly believe so to skip ahead a little bit and then we'll kind of come back to the trials of the sorcerer's mm-hmm. stone um at the end of the chapter they're about to enter or they enter like this final room where boss battle sorcerer's stone and they see someone that's not even snape not even voldemort but somebody else da, da, da. Uh, i don't think that they can really take him on <clears throat> by themselves maybe they can maybe uh, through some combination of the spells you've already seen and through cleverness, like cave troll they. style. And what? They. They. Oh, it is just Harry. It's just Harry. Ooh. It's just Harry against whoever's in the chamber. I think McGonagall's going to be cleanup crew with Dumbledore in hand. Uh, where it's so, like, like, they're going to show up at the end of the battle or they're going to show up after the battle or... Hopefully. I mean, they might be what he needs to win the Or they're there the right away. I don't think right away. We need to see just the two of them for a little bit. We need to have that little discussion of Voldemort saying, oh, you took everything away and now I'm getting it back and I'm going to get the whole school too. <laughs> Evil monologue. Evil monologue. It's very important. And then a snake. Uh, but <laughs> So I think that we need time where it's just Harry and him and then Harry needs to clearly fail and be on the ropes. Um, somehow clever his way back out. This is, we're, we're skipping way ahead here. Yeah. I think McGonagall will show up hopefully just clean up crew maybe when harry's on the ropes for a final time and it looks like the end she's gonna come through and be like stop and then he's gonna be like huh you think you can face me and then mcgonagall's like well maybe not but or maybe i can't beat you but this guy can and dumbledore is gonna come out and be like sup 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 <laughs> gonna gonna white wizard him yeah cloak white wizard with the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> i told you to take a staff <laughs> so uh that's i I think mcgonagall will do something yes i think that she's gonna have it milling about of wait like wait a second why is harry freaking out about the sorcerer stone wait a second what was that about a dragon what was that about and now dumbledore's gone wait a second i think she's gonna put it together personally uh especially if anything she can just crack the door to the third door corridor and you know if she just has a hunch of like huh i wonder what he was freaking out about she can just kind of like peek in or maybe even make the door briefly invisible and just like see the fluffy sleeping and know what's happening so i think that she does follow up on it and gets dumbledore there um though just in the nick of time but we're skipping ahead uh <laughs> anyway um, anyway so they they go to try to alert dumbledore to what's going on mm-hmm. and run into mcgonagall and Mon- mcgonagall bats them away and so they bump into Snape for a little while, who chastises yeah. them for, for being in the building. And and he kind of like, again, Snape in Snape-like fashion kind of makes it a threat of like, oh, better not be da-da-da. And it, it again, Snape's the bad guy, remember. So it looks like he's just saying like, definitely on this day when Dumbledore's gone, you need to stay in. And that's kind of the implication. Uh, well, I mean, he doesn't. Stay out. Stay out. Stay yes. out and then stay in your rooms. Yeah. So why would Snape on this summer day after exams be telling people they need to stay in their rooms? What? No, they no. They can be wherever they want to be. They can be out in the yard tickling a squid. Why not? They could be doing anything, but like telling them to stay in their rooms when exams are over? Nah, that looks suspicious, Snape. That looks real suspicious. Uh, 
so maybe he is, you know, maybe, maybe he's in on it somehow because it sure looks like he's trying to keep them away from sneaking out. Yeah. What, what do you think? Do you think he's in on it? Do you think he's... What's his motive? I have a hard time because he has explicitly talked to Quirrell about the Sorcerer's Stone by name. And now we're getting to the point where the Sorcerer's Stone is coming to be a thing. Um, my current guess, knowing what I know, is that Quirrell maybe somehow convinced... Well that maybe Snape was deceived into thinking that they needed to get the Sorcerer's Stone out because somebody else was a bad guy and they needed to get it out. I feel like Snape is maybe trying to be the good guy by getting into the Sorcerer's Stone and maybe he knows something that he doesn't want to tell Dumbledore or something like that. I I really don't know how Snape's going to come into play. I, I don't know how he's going to factor into the final battle. I don't know any of that. Um... And that's why the narrator constantly pointed to him as the bad guy and as the person. And even to the point where it says, not even Snape. It wasn't even Snape. You were all expecting Snape in that final chamber, but it's not Snape. Not even. So she clearly wants us to believe that he is in that chamber. Um, but he's not. It's it's somebody else. So where is Snape? I don't know. And that is one thing. And that's going to be a good payoff is figuring out, like, what's Snape's angle here? Uh, why is he so interested in the Sorcerer's Stone? Why does he want it? Um, that's that's going to be an honest-to-goodness surprise, and I hope that it pays off. Uh, I don't know what it could be. I don't think he's I don't think he's poor. I don't think he's too worried about his life. Um, so maybe maybe Snape has cancer and he wants the Sorcerer's Stone. Maybe it's as simple as that. Uh, anyway, wizard cancer. Wizard cancer. <laughs> Not the title of this episode. <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so they bump into Snape, and Snape tells them to stay away. And then Harry's just like, okay, so we can't get to Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. No one's trusting us. I gotta go get the stone. Like, it's okay, don't make me sing. I'll, I'll go get the stone. <laughs> and, Is that a song? <laughs> and, and Ron and Hermione are both like, no, no, you're crazy. You can't do it. Um, and, and they, they decide that that's what they're going to do. No, there was this moment where, where Hermione's like, what do you mean you? Don't you mean we? (laughs) And Harry's like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? And she's like, we're going with you, silly. Uh, this is not the exact phrasing. I did not use my book reading voice, but it's something along those lines of, um, yeah, Hermione's pretty much like, no, we're going with you. And he's like, yeah. And then, uh, off they go. And <laughs> they plan things out where uh, they find out that Fluffy um, is put to sleep with music. And so he brings along like a little flute that Harry Potter knows how to play the flute. Who knew? I think he just like, I think it's like a little wooden sort of like a recorder, recorder of sorts. kind of a thing. And hmm. he just like blows into it and changes fingers. Huh. And they're pretty easy to like do non-songs with that's true he could play three blind mice and fluffy could be like one for each head (laughs) dreams of chasing those mice be easy they're blind (laughs) so tiny they're so tiny (laughs) i can use my snacks appetizers yeah appetizers (laughs) oh oh but first whoa they're like okay hermione you Mm. go wait and like watch for snape Mm -hmm. in the teacher's lounge area yeah, yeah. and like we'll guard the door <laughs> we'll stop him and and i'm just it's, it's such a, a 
poorly thought out plan. It's like, first of all, you have an invisibility cloak. Yeah. Why isn't one or both or all of you under an invisibility cloak just at the corridor, just waiting? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good question. (laughs) And especially, they haven't used the invisibility cloak yet, have they? Did they use it to get to the door? Or did they use it to get into the chamber in the first place? No. Uh, I'm trying to think if they even have the invisibility see. cloak with them for this whole thing. He That was when he and Ron and Neville and Hermione went to the midnight duel that ended yeah, up being yeah. nothing. So that's how they came upon it. So I don't think they were all under the invisibility cloak then, were they? No, I'm talking about... Um, they didn't have it. They just snuck out. I'm, I'm talking about when they went to the corridor for this thing when they were looking. In yeah, no, they don't. They don't even mention the cloak until huh. they plan to leave for the evening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yet another question: Why do you have to wait until everyone else has gone to bed before you leave with your invisibility cloak on? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> like, why are you sitting there lurking in? The common room mm-hmm. and and waiting for everyone to go to bed. It's, it's just go up to the boys' dorm when no one else is in there and put the cloak on there and come down. That's a good question. I think part of it is um, this battle needs to take place at night because it is a boss battle and so like that's fine. But uh, make those tasks are all kind of lengthy. Yeah, that's so true. just that's make true. them take longer and yeah. and sort of. I think there's a heightened. it's sort of heightened on both ends of if 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 it's nighttime and so at the time they're not supposed to be out then you're like all if they get caught they could maybe not even make it to the chamber in the first place yeah yeah but if they get caught in the daytime under an invisibility cloak when people are walking by them all the time like if they're navigating busy corridors that's Mm -hmm. also sort of exciting and high stakes and like we have to be very, very perceptive of everything that's going on in this quarter. So I think yeah, I think yeah. from a, a like heightened uh, uh, heightened risk yeah. perspective, I think you could have that on either side. And I just I just feel like as a person who owns an invisibility cloak, that should have been like, and and w- with the, the urgency that Harry has, yeah, that should yeah. have been like, okay, we need to act. We need to act now. You go get the cloak, Hermione. You go, Owl Dumbledore. Yeah. Be back. Meet us here. We'll like be out in the cloak at this statue, and we'll like bring you in, and then we'll go. <laughs> like. So, uh, I, what did Hermione say when she ran to get Hedwig? This is a this is a joke. <laughs> what did Hermione say? I'll be back. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I feel bad that I enabled that. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you, listeners. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this whole thing is thrown. Just half baked plans, right and left. It is, which is classic them, right? Yeah, and I mean, I I, I guess if if every plan of theirs was perfect, it would be frustrating as well. But I just, I have such respect for Harry's perception and his risk taking and for Hermione's intelligence and <laughs> that that just I feel like with the two of their heads like they should figure out the plan that I just came up with and get there first and see who enters yeah. the chamber before and know who they're chasing. I think it's least. just a pacing thing. I, I think that there was just a weird awkward couple hours she needed to kill. I don't necessarily agree with it or the make way she their, did it. But. Make their understanding of it later in the day even. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. 
Where it's like, if the teachers are going home for the day, then that should make it right around like five or six, right? Especially for finals week, they're staying late. So like, make it towards the end of the day, not just like some random time when he's going to be walking out of the, you know, the teacher's lounge. Instead, you'd make it like when he goes home or, well, maybe they didn't want to breach the topic of wizard teachers going home. But uh, you're right. There are a lot of pull out beds under their desks. (laughs) There are a lot of other ways they could have done it. But I think they I think that she wanted the battle to happen at night. So she just did what she could to get it there, though, a little bit clumsily. It's her first book. Well, yeah, it's her first successful. Uh, So they make this plan and they execute it. Uh, though it kind of backfires. Hermione is blocked by one of the other teachers. I, I forget who. Uh, Flitwick. Or she's asking for Flitwick. Snape comes out. He goes and gets Flitwick. Yeah. And then where Snape's like, she's oh, like, well, okay. then I was stuck talking to Flitwick. <laughs> <laughs> Snape left. I don't know where he went. <laughs> yeah. What was Flitwick's uh, quiz again? His was the tap dancing pineapple. Okay. Okay. So I don't know how much she'd have to say about that. I feel like she probably aced it. Uh, maybe she was just asking if her version of the Charleston was was good enough. Uh, anyway, so I'm concerned I didn't get it tam- tap dancing with the right era to match the song. It's hard without the knees. It's really hard without the knees. You never think of how much tap dancing is is involved with the knees, but sure and enough, ankles, man, ankles. Yeah, no ankles on Joints a pineapple in general. It's not a pine ankle. It's a it's a pineapple, and <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should apologize. This is not a good episode for me. <laughs> Anyway, they execute the plan. They go out. Uh, they come to find out that um, Fluffy has already been put to sleep by a harp that is still playing? Or no, Fluffy's still sleeping. So so they, they open the door and they hear, like, the rumbling of, of the dog. So the dog oh, is awake yeah, and yeah. they hear, like, oh, but they can see a harp at its feet. So and someone then played starts. a harp yeah, to get yeah. past, past them. Hmm. Um. Before that, do we want to talk about Neville standing up to them? Oh, yeah, briefly, briefly. Yeah. So, poor Neville, they're going out to execute this plan, and Neville is sees what they're doing uh, and jumps out, and he's like, no, you guys cannot sneak out again. We lost so many points, and it probably devastated his social everything. And, and he's like, no, you cannot go out again. And... Harry is like, no, but it's kind of a big deal this time. And Neville's like, uh-uh, nothing is a big enough deal to lose another 150 points. And it's okay if I'm just summarizing it? Yeah, uh, no, that's fine. Hermione, what ends up happening is, like, Hermione apologizes, so heartbreakingly apologizes, and then puts him on, like, a full body behind. And he's like, just, like, stuck there, like, watching them leave pretty much paralyzed. And I'm like, that is heartbreaking because he's finally standing up for himself like they've been wanting him to do like like the reader has been wanting him to do for this whole book and he's finally really standing up for something he believes in and he's he's not budging and he just gets his butt kicked it's so sad it's do you think he's standing up like what do you what what do you think that neville thinks they're about to do just just generally getting into trouble again gallivanting and like yeah gallivanting it's you know summer's here finals are over let's go explore some stuff we're not supposed to let's go find some secret passageways let's go into the forest you know something that they would get in trouble for shenanigans shenanigans and there are so few chances for them to earn i mean i'm assuming quidditch season is is pretty much wrapped up um and like exams are over pretty much all the opportunities to get points are starting to dry up so taking another hit it's it's just not an option 
So I think he really was standing up for the, the betterment of the house and for them not to get in trouble again because really, like, they could get suspended. They could actually get expelled this time. If they're caught again, yeah, that's that's a flight risk. That's a problem. If they're sneaking out twice, even after a severe punishment, not okay. Yeah, poor Neville. He's poor just Neville. He's just trying to do everything right, and he mostly does, except for he doesn't know enough about any situation, and so... Yeah, yeah. And, but he's like full-on Gryffindor. He has shown us, like, nope, you got it, buddy. You got what it takes. And uh, if only... If only, if only he knew it. Yeah, if only he knew it. And if only he knew a way to break that binding. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. So yeah, Neville, he tries really hard. I hope we see a little bit of reconciliation for that. I don't know how. There's got to be so much to cover in this next chapter. I, I hope maybe Harry just like hands him a chocolate frog and says, sorry, buddy. <laughs> you stood up to us real well. <laughs> you stood up. Good job. Here's a chocolate frog. Uh, don't you forget this. <laughs> But anyway, so... So anyway, they, they get to Fluffy and Harry plays his little flute and puts Fluffy right to sleep with mm-hmm. his probably terrible flouting. Mm-hmm. And... His flouting of three blind mice. Uh, he goes to go through the trap door and he passes his uh, flute off to Hermione and she plays it for a little bit, which is probably <laughs> equally re- wretched, but probably in a different way. She probably had the rote of it down, just not quite the style uh it sounds like hermione so <laughs> do you think as soon as hermione goes through the trap door um fluffy's like very much wide awake again and they're gonna have to deal with him or whoever comes in next after them is gonna have to deal with him whoever comes in next would have to deal with him yes yeah, uh, but it's going to be someone who knows how to do that, how so. how they would i i think they're not planning a return journey yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, and whether they actually believe... I, I I don't get the sense that they believe they're going to their deaths right now. But... <laughs> they probably should be concerned about that, but they're not, I don't think. Yeah. And so they're just, like, only thinking about the end goal of stop whoever's getting the stone from getting the stone. Yeah, yeah. From we'll that deal point with all on, that stuff we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, and he still has the flute in his pocket, so it's... He handed it off to Hermione. I think she probably pocketed it. Yeah, probably. Um, it's small enough. It's not like a harp. Is there a bag of holding in Hogwarts, as far as we know? Is there a what? <laughs> oh, shoot. A uh, bag of holding, uh, I think Mary Poppins' purse. Uh, an endless receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking like video game terms. Sure. Uh, uh they don't have one yet okay uh, may come up in the universe though. i imagine that they have some sort of tardis logic yeah yeah okay so some mary poppins time word uh bag that just keeps going okay yeah so maybe not in this book but later on yeah i've we, been wondering we, that for a while so if there are things that are bigger on the inside like it like i think uh probably evidence of that would be like diagon alley a, that's a true. whole that's alley true. that is completely disregarded and it's behind a hmm. behind a pub that's true oh so i should say i i guess tangent thought but uh if someone needs to come and get past fluffy i bet dumbledore is a heck of a whistler hmm. i bet he can i can i bet he can whistle a ditty with the best of them i, I bet he's got some sea shanties up his sleeve yeah yeah <laughs> Once I was a wizard of the color gray, I went on the sea every single day. Oh, no, 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 no. I bet he plays violin. Oh. And he throws the beard over his shoulder. 
Let's go with that. I love that. I love that so much. <sighs> oh, <man. laughs> so, so they get through and they fall onto the squishy plant that Hermione identifies as the devil's snare. Um, so I, I just, I just kind of want to get this. Uh, mm. I'm not sure that we need to go through every single one individually, do we? No, no. Especially some of them are pretty weak. Yeah. Like this one's a plant. It binds you, and uh, it, it fire repels it. And Hermione remembers that from her first year class of herbology. Yeah. These, uh, these are some weak, weak things so far. So here's my question for you. Okay. Um, all of the professors, like we now know what each professor did mm-hmm. um sprout did the devil snare hagrid did fluffy uh mcgonagall did the chess <laughs> the chess game uh flitwick has the keys and quarrel had the troll snape had the poison and then i assume dumbledore had something in the giant snake yeah in the final chamber uh-huh um and so we know what all, all six of those people did. It wasn't one big thing that they were all doing. Do you do you think that they know? Clearly, McGonagall knows what they're protect, protecting. Do yes. you think they know who they're protecting it from? And if so, did they cater their spells to his weaknesses? Uh, knowing what I know now about these spells, I I have a really hard time believing they understood the, the uh, stakes. Because really, a devil's binding. What is it called? Devil's devil snare. Devil snare. Really? You don't think Voldemort think knows how to get? Fallen it in the dark, and, and they like didn't even notice that it was almost squeezing them to death until Hermione falls on them and is more aware. Yeah, but Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I mean, I know he's in a weakened state, and maybe they made it where it feels way. This whole thing feels student-proof, not evil dark wizard who almost took over the realm-proof. See, but here, here's my headcanon of um, Voldemort is allergic to Devil's Snare. Oh! <laughs> and yeah. a terrible flyer. Oh, he's real bad <laughs> and, at it. Um, never learned how to play chess. <laughs> Has a deathly fear of trolls. And... Um, I I don't I here here's my problem with Snape's okay why put a fully functional riddle and why not just fill all those things with poison and pretend it's a riddle <laughs> every single one <laughs> like, that's a you believe that this is what you're gonna do but you're gonna nope uh... <laughs> like why or or like put a fully functional riddle and all the things just like don't put them in the right order I think it needs to be a winnable thing because somebody's gonna need to get the stone so right so put one on the end uh-huh. as as your actual way to get through and the right people will just know and that ju- yeah just like snape and dumbledore know this or something yeah and i don't know i don't know the riddle thing well i mean speaking of catering to weaknesses hermione is like wizards are really not logical at all wizards suck at logic and that's why like when they find when she finds out that it's a logic puzzle, Hermione is smiling ear to ear, and it says like, you know, she was doing the which is the last thing that Harry will be doing in that moment is smiling, but Hermione is just beaming because uh, I've got this. I've got this. This is hold logic. my drink. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, so for this logic puzzle, this riddle, first of all, not that hard. A first year did it. 
Sure, it's Hermione, but like... I did it, not even knowing the sizes of the bottles. <laughs> I didn't have a napkin to write stuff down on, so I just, I'm just like, ah, I'm going to let someone else take care of this. <laughs> but That's I, what they were hoping. Maybe that's... Voldemort's just lazy He's like <laughs> when it comes to riddles. He's like, small one, big one, dwarf and giant. He's like, I wish I had a napkin to write this on. Uh, he's just too darn literal. <laughs> there like, is no dwarf here. There's no dwarf here. They're there's... all shaped like bottles. <laughs> like twins what even twins <laughs> yeah uh so hermione says the wizards suck at logic so maybe they just assume voldemort sucks at logic but i i don't believe that in the same way that the phrasing for the um alchemist so the sorcerer's stone is like you know alchemy is concerned with finding the sorcerer's stone you know how that kind of that clumsy mm-hmm. phrasing mm-hmm. i feel like this is a clumsy exposition of uh wizards aren't good at logic but like isn't that how you piece together a spell isn't that isn't a lot of magic actually just logic i think that hermione has a point there of Mm. of of the mm, i i I think that she especially just with the education system Mm -hmm. in in the wizarding world where they don't start until they're 11 and so they're homeschooled until they're 11 so that's a Mm. lot of formative years that they're relying solely on their parents and their community to teach them how to understand the world yeah that's true and things like math and birds (laughs) and (laughs) and and look at ron when we first meet him and he like trusts that this spell is going to do this thing. The the sunshine daisies, buttermills, yeah, yeah. turn this stupid fat right yellow. Where any person who is observant in their world would p- figure out that that is not what a spell sounds like. That's very true. Yeah. So, and so like, and he's pure pure blood. He knows. He's been around this his whole life. And so I, I, I think Hermione probably does have a point that there are a lot of people who rely heavily on this is what i've been told this is this does this thing i don't do the hard work i rely very heavily on magic and it just makes it happen so there are the pioneers who discover or create or whatever the spells and the potions but nope not everyone's a pioneer so i think that this is i guess hinted at in this in the fact that mcgonagall gave extra credit to students who make their snuff boxes pretty because it's one thing to follow the exact things and figure out these are the steps to get a snuff box. But to actually get a snuff box that's interesting and unique, that takes a little bit of thinking outside of the box. Finesse. Finesse. You could be saying very similar words and that follow the same logic. But if you just actually use a little bit, like, if you get creative with the logic, and I know that's, I know that's contradictory, but if you get creative with the logic... Um, you can follow all the rules and make it look good and add the flair. So that kind of reinforces it. Where it's like, if you just make a snuff box, great, you passed. You are logical, great. But like, if you're able to kind of work through that... Play and, within the boundaries. Yeah, play within the boundaries. Exactly. So in that sense, I, I can see what Hermione means. But as for why it's a solvable puzzle, I, I think they just have some sort of good faith where somebody... It, might need to get through that needs to be the right person i don't know but here's the thing all the people who would need to get through to the end just bring some in your pocket yeah (laughs) bring some what bring bring some of that potion in your pocket brew some have an emergency store (laughs) that lives in like dumbledore's office and you Hmm. go and you just pocket it yeah i guess that wouldn't make for a very good uh 
potions class quiz, though. <laughs> it kind of needed to be this. And I guess I'll just kind of do a cop out of like, well, this makes for a more interesting story. This makes for a riddle. This makes for something that Snape would do. Yeah. And how else could you make a potions quiz that wasn't some kind of puzzle? You I know? mean, I, I absolutely, I've loved this little quiz thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that it's solvable, even though we don't have all the information. Yeah, yeah. And... It's a Sudoku. Like, it gives at, us exactly what we need. Yeah. As, as a kid, I um, yeah. I always wrote it down. Every time I read it, I like can't <laughs> I can't resist. Like, okay, I have all the information. I have the riddle. I'm gonna figure out the riddle before I move on. Hmm. And I did it this time too. So like, I'm I'm a sucker for it. Do you um, draw it out? I would draw it out. There's, there's my drawing. <laughs> oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, for so. those listening, uh, this is a oh you just have it just numbered one two three four. You have it labeled left, two, right. Two and giant. six are twins. Two and six are twins. Um, the wine are are two and six. Mm-hmm. And the poison is always on its left. Ah, so okay. So those are the X's there. And then there's one poison that's not mentioned at all. And hmm. then neither one's on the end will bring you forward. There you go. So... Yeah, no, I totally were. I, I did it again, even though I've done it, I think, every single time that I've read this book. But, like, Man, if she it, had messed this up, she would have never heard the end of it. J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she would have never heard the end of it. Oh, but she's totally a Riddler. So oh, yeah, it's, it's, totally. She wasn't going to screw that up. But. So, what do you think about uh, Flitwick's with the keys? <sighs> That's the one that doesn't really check out for me. Yeah. I. I uh, the only reference that we have of Flitwick being having any interest in flying is mm-hmm. is when he congratulates Harry on oh yes I've heard about the special circumstances of, of you on the Quidditch team so, yeah yeah yes yes very exciting that that's he knows it. Quidditch exists so as far as flying things like uh, it doesn't really make sense and so my 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 question was mm-hmm. yeah maybe the brooms were there like as an option but also like some sort of summoning charm or something else would work if mm-hmm. like o- other ways to get the key would have worked and the, just the fact that there were brooms and harry's a seeker yeah it that, seemed a bit too convenient it was so convenient. it was so convenient and speaking of convenience i took huge issue with the fact that the working key the one key they were looking for looked different it looked, because he said, look for the big silver one that matches, or Ron said this to Harry, look for the one that matches. Yeah, they totally should have just, like, cloned that key. They should have all been, they should have all looked very, 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 very similar. And the only reason, the only way you could tell is if you had one, that charm spell, that would bring it down. That'd be one thing. That would slow someone down big time if they were all exactly also, the same. Also, if they did attack, like, he was nervous they were going to attack, mm-hmm, and instead, mm-hmm. like, they were just sort of flying around. Yeah, no though, deal. if they were to attack, you could just look for the one that wasn't really staying or, you know, that wasn't really diving towards you and be like, that's probably the one that I'm supposed to have, the one that keeps flicking away from me. But then you make 10 keys that do that. They could have done this whole thing so much more Complicated. Sealed. Yeah, and... complicated, interesting. But instead it's like, okay, look for the big silver one. And they're like, hey, look, not only is it the only big silver one that matches the, the lock, but it also has a broken wing. So congrats. This is the dumbest, like quiz yeah it's if flitwicks is frustrating i've sort of wish we could see more like i'm still not really sure what all what like really advanced charms look like but something that would require really advanced charms yeah because even with the keys and stuff if i were voldemort 
You know that fire spell that they use to get the plants away? I would look up at those keys, and I'd look over at the brooms, and I'd be like, nope, 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 nope. And I'd go, and I'd just shoot fire in the air and burn off all their wings, and they'd fall to the ground. Because if their wings can be damaged just by grabbing them, they could be burned off. And even if I didn't know that, I'd sure try. <laughs> and all the keys would just fall to the ground. I'd be like, that was easy. <laughs> Fair point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. I would not. I'd look over at the brooms and be like, nope, that is not happening. <laughs> I'm not going to be chasing keys He's all day. afraid of heights. Allergic to devil's <laughs> stare. Deathly fear of dogs. <laughs> and trolls, apparently. These, like, I mean, if you can get past Fluffy, you can get past a troll. He had an uncle who was a troll. <laughs> Don't we all, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, but... So, like, do you think McGonagall genuinely believes that the Sorcerer's Stone is safe? Because she knows about the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry says it, and she knows what he's talking about. So, I think that probably all the teachers did their spells separately. Like, I don't think they were all led into a room and did one. Hers is pretty good. I McGonagall's would... McGonagall's is the chess. Yeah, it's really good unless you know how to play chess. Yeah, if you but you still have to like play and protect the character, the the, the piece that you are. Yeah, I have to win and also not get taken out. Yeah, but make yourself the king, and just win. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just win. That's a good point. Yeah, make him the king. Yeah, the king's also the most sought after thing though. Oh, yeah, and but at the so, same time, if if you can win chess, then if you're good at chess and you can beat this AI, then it's not that hard. So the the line that was sort of confusing to me was when Ron's you know planning everything and he sort of like finally sees the moment of like, I yeah like, he's like this I is, got it yeah. this is how we win I have to sacrifice myself right before he says that the the White Queen sort of looks at him. And sort of mm. almost tips him off, I feel like, of this is what has to happen. And then what he does is he sacrifices himself to the queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, d- do you think the chess pieces were, like, helping him? Or, like, playing a mind game of, like, I know what you have to do to win, but do you have it in you? Huh? I mean... Like, it's weird. Not to be too logical here, but, like, AI chess games they know if they've lost within the first three moves they the it's chess is a solved problem now especially with um some of the advanced ai and i'm assuming wizards those spells and stuff it's got to be pretty advanced um ai uh it it must have known yeah i but think it's, it but it's a tip off you'd think like like computer ai doesn't tip off like oh i know that you're gonna do this next i think it's a tip off in the sense of like i'm gonna kill you yeah, so, so you think it was a mind game? Oh, yeah. I think it was like, I'm going to get you. Really? Are you really going to do that? Yeah, you're so going like... to do it? Oh, I see. You might be thinking about this because that would make sense for you to do this. But remember really it. really seems so wise. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm kind of a giant stone thing. I've mangled all of your other stones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like made of very solid rock and I will knock you out real okay. bad. Luckily, so they don't games. have... Yeah. I wondered if it was maybe, um, maybe McGonagall bewitched the white set to sort of sense the goodness of the players uh, too or and if it was maybe like like i i do someone's already gotten past me and i like know that you're on a good side so like i kind of 
want you to win, even though it kind of sucks that this is how it has to happen. So far, that would be by far and away the most advanced obstacle so far, if that were the case. Uh, Given the complexity of the previous and future challenges, I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with this was just a chess game with higher stakes. Uh, Though I think Hermione could have just gone in the middle of the chessboard, again, with the same way of just burning the wings off the keys, right? Go in the middle of the chessboard, cast a level 2 shatter spell, roll 2d8, and everything within a 10 square radius that is uh, made of glass and or stone will just shatter. So I, I think See, that's what she should have done. I wondered, what, what do you think would have happened if someone just decided to walk onto the chessboard? Oh, they would have all fought. They would. Everybody would have been trying to take them out, for sure. Uh, so yeah, those pieces are on... They could have withstood that? No, 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 no. <laughs> They'd have got the crap beat out of them. I think the only way through that without just a major beating is to beat them in chess. I think that's the one way. Unless you cast a level 2 shatter spell and roll 2d8 and it's higher than their AC. Uh, and their... Your nerd is showing. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think about uh, Ron's sacrifice of himself? Uh, pretty bold because they were not going easy and yeah, sure, you, you can guess like, oh, well, maybe they'll just knock me out, but like maybe they'll knock your brain in, dude. I think that was a bit of a risk. Um... Like, he must understand the stakes at this point. Oh, at this point, absolutely. I think, you know, Ron is all about legacy, and and Ron wants to do something that makes him, I guess, appear brave or have this legacy. And and if he dies... something different that his whole family has never done. Yeah, who's a martyr in his family? Not anyone that I know of. Who knows? Don't spoil anything. But um, as far as I know, he would be the only martyr of his brothers um, thus far. And So he seeks noble glory? Yeah, so I think it is a glory moment where he's like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I am a hero. And like, best case scenario, I'm a hero that's alive. <laughs> Worst case scenario, though, I, I died fighting for my friends. I, I think, I don't think he actually thought he was going to die. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Until the last time you're in the So... I I thought it was super brave, Um, regardless of his motivations and if he wanted legacy. I don't care. No no matter what your reasoning is, that's brave. And that's really sacrificing yourself and especially not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Huge props to Ron. He really stepped up here. Uh, He put his money where his mouth is. You know, he told Harry to uh, actually break his leg earlier on. Right. Because (laughs) the stakes are that high. Actually break your leg. This is a big deal. And this is him following through and eating his own dog food of like, nope, I'm going to get knocked out because the stakes are that high. So uh, big Ron moment, big win. Uh, I think Hermione's probably like, oh, Ron, you're so brave. You're so brave. And because you're my best friend male character that we're opposites, but we totally get along, maybe we should ship. (laughs) Do you really think she's got ship brain on right now? <laughs> I think she's going to be thinking fondly of like, oh man, when Ron did that, that was uh, that was actually kind of hot. <laughs> but uh, they didn't futurely speculate about that in the chapter, thankfully. Uh, so they're eleven. They, they're they, eleven. They can put that on. That's true. That's true. We don't need burn. to start shipping main characters yet. Uh, so yeah, they win the chess game, and Ron gets knocked out and just casually drugged to the side. <laughs> And they kind of like look back and they're like, he's okay, right? And Harry's like, he's totally all right. <laughs> yep. He said, don't, don't, don't turn back. Don't he turn said, back. don't do it. Uh, how awkward would that be if they're like, he was a bloodied heap 
gosh. They look back only to see a trail of blood leaking from his mouth. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, that would be so sad. That would be so sad. That would be a sad end to a comic relief character. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. And He's not just comic relief, clearly. But. That's true. So is the last... The chest isn't the last one. The last one is the potions, because that's what separates... Yeah, so, and so it goes chess, and then it goes to the troll, who's already knocked out. Yep, that was easy. And then... Knocked out? Do we see how? Hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Um, how and do you think? The, how do you knock out a troll? Unless, unless there's weapons. Well, if he has a club, you... Wingardium Leviosa it oh, and drop it on his well, head. Why didn't I think of that? But first you gotta tackle him and shove your wand up its nose. Ha. Huh. That makes a lot of sense, um, and it's good that the the Potters really, or that Harry Potter kind of showed the way on that. But the 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 bigger the troll, the thicker the stench, and so like it's good to bring a. The mask. bigger the troll, the thicker the stench. That's what they always say. <laughs> it's bad luck to fight a troll on Tuesday. <laughs> so I was wondering. You said, um, and, and since you put it in the notes, it does make sense that Quirrell is the one who brought the troll in. What happened there? Because, so Halloween um, is when he must have brought the troll in. Yeah, but same troll? No, different troll. Bigger troll. Bigger troll. This this chapter, it says bigger troll. Oh, it does specify. I was going to ask about that. My bet would be... He brought a smaller troll, and they said, that's not big enough. And he's like, oh, no, but that was already pretty big. And they're like, we need a bigger troll. No, my bet would be he either... uh, One of two things. He either... Hmm brought it and lost control of it okay and and it's loose and so that that's what happened and then when harry ron and hermione knocked it out it was no longer fit for duty yeah that could be or uh the troll that troll was already in place and he was trying to get through okay and at at that point did they know about fluffy they knew about fluffy at that point um, so, so Fluffy was already in place, so he would already have to know how to get past Fluffy. So yeah, I don't he would have had to make case. it all the way through the um, gauntlet. So I would bet that he'd, he'd brought it in for that purpose and was maybe trying to figure out how to get, like, hmm. how to knock it out on his own and lost control of it. And then it's loose and then panic and, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Dumbledore, help! <laughs> do you really think Quirrell's, I feel like he was acting this whole time where he's like, there's a troll loose! And he acted like it was a big surprise. I... I bring in the little troll with every intention to bring in a bigger troll and just intentionally set it loose yeah as a diversion tying it back to where it's like snape also had something to do with the troll snape maybe set it loose as you may have hinted at so if the troll was to be used for um the gauntlet as i will call it why would Snape, I guess Snape's role with the troll is something that I hope they explain in the next chapter. And I think they will, because it's kind of a big point. Like, what is it with the troll? What is it with Snape? What is it with all these things that were happening? Like, what what has Snape been up to this whole time? Yeah, yeah, in the background. I think we'll get that payoff. I I mean, I know we will. We have to. Uh, because... I, know, I know we get it in the series. I'm not sure we get it satisfyingly in this oh, book. Set... Okay. I like that you're setting my expectations realistically. I'm I'm really worried that like you're 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 like these things all have to happen and I'm like, oh, I don't remember that they all happen like, in this book. I don't book. know if they do. <laughs> like, I guess we'll find out. I, I know some points that happen, but as far as all the finer details of explanation, that's hmm. 
Anyway. That's fair. Um, so as yeah. long as they don't do like the triple ending like the Lord of the Rings movie where they're like, and it's over. Oh, wait, there's another chapter somehow at the end of this book that explains even more about how they There's a lot of stuff after. hidden in the acknowledgments. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> every first letter of every paragraph spells out, you know, it was Snape all along. Uh, Leroy. <laughs> but we're left with Hermione drinking the one potion and, and turning back. Harry drinking the other potion and moving forward, which, um, by the way, great way to separate them. Really, really good way mm-hmm. to separate. I, I thought it was clever, though. The fact that there's only enough for one drink out of each one. Um, again, how do you get back out? Well, if you go in by yourself, mm-hmm. one. Well, and and someone's already gone ahead, so really there were like two drinks to get in. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um. And I don't think it said that that Hermione's was significantly big or small oh okay uh, it was just harry's that there was only enough for one oh entrance. okay okay um it did specify that his was like very small mm-hmm. yeah his was the smallest bottle it was the dwarf and <laughs> and someone else had already taken a drink so he's like i this is barely a swallow it's like hopefully it works so so that's that's what happened there i think there was probably more exit exit juice exit juice <laughs> <laughs> either way this is a very effective way to separate the two exit concentrate (laughs) exit concentrated so like i said very good way to separate the two and move it so it's only harry moving forward which leads us to believe that this is going to be a big boss battle just harry and again i don't think harry can win um by himself i really don't we haven't been shown any instance where harry's all of a sudden really good at magic there have been times where he's done stuff, but most of his skill lies in uh, persuasion and broomsticking, and that's about it, really. Uh, he has done magic, but really, if all of a sudden Harry busts out some crazy complicated spells, and he just all of a sudden knows all of this stuff, I'm going to be a little bit like, what? He barely knew Leviosa last time he was in a battle. But maybe that's an advantage, ultimately, hmm. where where Voldemort is prepared or whoever it is behind the door yeah it will be voldemort eventually yeah like there he will fight voldemort in this next chapter i don't i don't know how but he will and you know how what else could he do well and and maybe the his one advantage is that he's not going to be fighting traditionally as voldemort would expect Hmm. he might be fighting with a broomstick whoa (laughs) broomstick boss battle (laughs) like just yeah you use play to his strengths yeah if his strengths aren't curses then don't use curses yeah yeah it's just we've already seen harry's strength in flying that was exhibited through solving that one riddle so it's like what are harry's strengths going into this boss battle like what knowing what we know so far what are his strengths well he's a good friend He's a good persuader. He's good at actually figuring out what's actually happening and uh, doing something about that. But magic-wise, we're not set up for a magic wizard duel. We're just not. Unless uh, unless there's something I'm forgetting, the only spell we've seen Harry do is he's passed his tests, clearly. Um, so he does. he's learned all the spells that um, Hermione would have learned, though not in the books and stuff. Uh but he's been taught in classes all these spells, which is great. We haven't heard about many of them, so I'm kind of curious if we're going to see some spells we've never seen before. Um, we also have the 
deus ex machina of the scar on his forehead somehow shooting a lightning beam and a uh, like because apparently something there's, innately, there's something yeah something about harry scared off voldemort the first time so whatever that is could emerge i i don't know what that is and what form that would look like uh you really like no guesses at all what what's up with the scar i mean not really this- i i'm assuming like harry's parents were both powerful wizards they're not powerful wizards, but they were wizards, and they kept very good company in Dumbledore. And I'm assuming Snape was friends with them. I'm assuming they were friends with a lot of the Hogwarts crew. And maybe, maybe when Harry was born, there was some kind of christening of like, all right, well, we know that Harry's parents are on Voldemort's crap list. We know that he's coming for them, but like maybe we can at least put some words on the baby to save him. And maybe... Maybe Harry Potter is the Manhattan Project of Wizards. <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for it. Human bomb. Human bomb. <laughs> Where like Voldemort tries to put a spell on him and all of a sudden it's just like... Phew, and it's like this huge backlash and Voldemort's mushroom like... Mushroom cloud. Yeah, mushroom cloud. And oh, Voldemort Hogwarts stumbles used to backwards. be a lovely place before it was ruins. Yeah, and I mean his scar knows who Voldemort is. Something inside of Harry knows what Voldemort is. Because every time he looks at him or even thinks about him too hard, then his scar starts burning. So either the scar and something innate about Harry Potter holds a lot of power, and it's only exhibited one face with Voldemort because of the specific way it was set up. Uh, Maybe, I hope this isn't the case, but Harry Potter is so pure of heart that the purity of his heart is enough to... that. Voldemort can't even corrupt him with any of his spells, where he's just that untouchable. I hope not. I hope it's something that was actually some type of protective ward that was put on him. I hope that's the case, because if it's just about the goodness of his spirit, hey, he's not that good. Like, Hermione is just as good of a friend, really. He's not that special. Um, so no, I really don't have any idea how this is going to play out. Harry Potter. He's not that special. He's not that special? <laughs> got lucky he had no control over him being really like what he's a good quidditch player (laughs) everything we've seen about harry is he's actually pretty average and he's good at what he's good at but he has his weaknesses and he's a good friend he's human he's human he's very likable some of his strengths are really strong though oh yeah totally and uh they are surprisingly strong too like he is just a super he's not neville no he's not neville is very average yeah whereas like harry's first time on a broomstick he was pulling off stuff that people couldn't believe he was doing so in that sense yeah he's very accelerated learning and and very he's very charismatic very charismatic i'm not i'm not trying to say okay yeah i'm not trying to say he's powerless or that he doesn't have anything good about him but like when it comes to wizard duels he has his cleverness and his wit and his um kind of ability to look through the crap and see stuff for what it really is and yeah, that's enough to defeat a dark wizard. It's a huge asset. Huge um, asset, absolutely. Um, it's it's that logic that Hermione was talking about. Most wizards don't have. It's true. Yeah. So we will see a rewarding boss battle where Harry does something that's kind of from left field, but it makes sense when you think about it. And like, I think it will be a very rewarding boss battle. Um, I'm curious to see what Harry has for a surprise. I'm curious to see what Voldemort has for a surprise. How is Voldemort introduced? And how does Voldemort, what's his starting move? You know, does he just start spelling, casting like killing moves or is he going to do the monologue thing or 
I don't know. There's so much, so much ground to cover in this next chapter. And uh, I do know that Dumbledore is going to come in and be like, 150 points to Gryffindor! And I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's going to happen. And it's going to be so upsetting. And everyone's going to be like, yay! And for the first time in seven years, Gryffindor won the House Cup. (laughs) And I know that's going to happen. I just feel it in my bones. And it's so upsetting to me. Okay, so so here are my... It was a really long rant, I'm sorry. It was a really long rant. I've... Dan's probably going to hate us for me letting you go on. Ugh, um, sorry, Dan. Not sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here are my two questions for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. One, um, who's behind the door? Ah. Two, we have Dumbledore's obstacle left. What do you think it is? Oh, we do have Dumbledore's obstacle. We- oh. Giant snake. Giant snake. Uh, no, realistically, um, it could be a giant snake. That doesn't really fit within the parlance of Dumbledore. Why would Dumbledore have a giant snake? Uh, it's wa- more of a Hagrid move. It is way more of a Hagrid move. I want to say some variant of... Um, in the same way that the Mirror of Erised, right? Uh, the Mirror of Erised is able to completely enamor and draw the attention of certain types of people with certain um like harry couldn't stop thinking about the mirror of erised whereas ron was able to just be like yeah that's probably just the future i'm probably you know he's kind of able to shake it off whereas harry because of harry's nature and and that deep longing that he had it felt way more personal for harry um so all that to say, I think Dumbledore probably has some other, maybe gadget, maybe spell, maybe item, magical item of sorts, that, that pretty much plays off of one's character. So in the same way that Voldemort, like you said, kind of jokingly, like what if each one is playing off of Voldemort's weakness? This really would be that. Where Dumbledore's really is, if you are someone that's just seeking power and all of the things that come with the Philosopher's Stone, if you're not pure of heart, uh, if it comes down to that, uh, if you're not pure of heart, this last obstacle will destroy you or it will become so all-encompassing that you can't get past it because you're just focusing on that. That's what I think Dumbledore's obstacle will be. Whether it is the mirror of Erised, I I doubt it's the mirror itself because it's clearly not down there. It was up in some classroom, just pushed to the side. But I think it's something very similar to that, that um, the right type of person will have a very hard time not getting sucked into its, its charm or its spell or its um, promises. It's it's Quirrell, because it's not Snape, it's not Voldemort. I know that the spoiler is Quirrell, so it is Quirrell, but it's also somehow Voldemort. And okay. that's, I have a hard time reconciling that. <laughs> and uh, it could just Multiple be... Multiple personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, it could just be that... Um, and we haven't seen... So we saw the hooded figure in the forest, and then we saw Quirrell, and we kind of know that there's something going on there, but like, does Quirrell go out into the forest and transform into the hooded figure? And he is the hooded figure, or is that are Voldemort and Quirrell separate people, or are they the same person? And there's some sort of transfiguration, or maybe there doesn't even need to be a transfiguration. Maybe it's just Voldemort is the the backside of Quirrell. So who is <laughs> behind the door? Yeah. Um. Uh. What else is there to say then? Uh. So. I don't know who's behind the last door. It's got to be Voldemort because that's what this all comes down to. Harry versus Voldemort. Uh, I guess 
if I if I had to really put a bet on it, I'd say that Voldemort just is Quirrell. He is the backside of Quirrell. Um, for a while there, I think he was probably just an itch in the back of Quirrell's neck, and then it's developed to the point now where... Uh, you really should have gotten that checked out. <laughs> right? Should have gone to the school nurse and be like, I have this thing, it's kind I of embarrassing. i got this parasitic dark lord on the back of my head. Yeah, you seen know. one of these yet? Uh, I can't say his name. I can't really I can't really say what's on the back of my head, but can you take a look at but, it? But, like, you know who it is. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> he must not be itched. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what was uh, what was your favorite quote from this chapter? Uh, I struggled with this chapter finding mm. some. So I'm, I'm going to say two that I enjoyed. Okay. But they aren't like up there like some of the other chapters. Yeah, I kind of was in a similar place with this chapter. So, um, okay, I guess I'm going to do three. Three, <laughs> three equal. I knew it not like don't love them but they're nice um so neville uh when he's standing up to them and he's like don't you call me an idiot i don't think you should be breaking any more rules and you were the one who told me to stand up to people <laughs> it's just like fair point it's true it's like, true you're the ones who told him to to be strong and courageous and and now you're telling him not to and Poor Neville has whiplash for, for these people. Yeah. And so I just, I loved that. Um, uh, my my other one, the, the one that I really wanted to start with was 278. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right after they uh, defeat the, the Devil's Snare. <laughs> and... And Hermione was like, well, yeah, it, it's afraid of light, but, like, there's no wood. I can't set a fire. <laughs> and, and then, like, Harry Freesetter is like, are you a witch or not? And then after the fact, they're like, whew, good, good, thing, good thing Hermione t- pays attention to herbology. Which, blah, blah. And then here's the actual favorite quote. Um, yeah, said Ron, and lucky Harry doesn't lose his head in a crisis. There's no wood. Honestly. <laughs> Like, that's true yeah. there's i like the sass yeah I yeah like it. but at the same time it's like well ron i don't see you casting any fire spells <laughs> like you're not helping anything buddy no but I've, i i really like that quote because i think it shows the same thing that we saw uh back with the first cave troll of hermione sort of not quite in her like impressive witch mode yeah, that we yeah. know she's going to get to um and, and like she's still sort of struggling with those muggle tendencies of I need these certain things to make my situation right. It's like, no, you have a wand. Yeah, that needs to be your that's, first that's instinct. So I guess before we get to your last um, sentence that you mm-hmm, like or paragraph mm-hmm. that you like, what do you think? So uh, Ron got to have this moment of bravery where he was really, you know, he took a hit for the team, literally not knowing what it would do to him. And that was his moment to really shine and look brave. But Hermione's moment was like, congrats, you're smart. That's, yay, you're smart. You saved it. This is your moment of glory. You really solved this potions thing that isn't that complicated. Like, Uh, what do you think about that being her moment of glory? Like, it doesn't seem that impressive to me. And maybe, you know, we already talked about how... I think she had more than that, though. Like, Ron Hmm. pretty much shone in that one sacrificial moment yeah but like for one she solves the potion potions riddle and she's the first one to take a drink oh that's true yeah like so so she's betting her life on that and 
in the heat of the moment and and under crisis who knows maybe the riddle could have gone wrong but she was super level-headed in this particular crisis she was super level-headed she had this on lock which is cool like we saw her be the panicky thing that we expected on the easiest first one we got that out of the way she froze up they laughed about it and the next one she really got to just like she's like i got this one though yeah Hmm. so what what do i think about it like uh do you think it was as powerful a statement to her character as ron's no but i i do think that the more powerful statement is the fact that she chose to be there at all okay um like the the comments that they make about like she's already set up that being expelled would be the worst thing ever yeah that's and true. and yeah. she's i mean and and there's this sort of frustrating throwaway comment of like um well, if they want to expel me, I'll uh, not if I have anything to say about it because I just like aced all of my exams. Yeah, so, which like, I'm like, eh. I'm gonna make a good fight for myself. Sort of a frustrating comment, but just the fact that she's entertaining, fine. Like, we'll risk my expulsion. Yeah. I think we're okay, but we'll risk it because this matters. And I think that's the bigger okay. growth for her. And I don't think she needed a glorious moment. She's not about the glory. That's true. Ron is. Ron certainly is, yeah, yeah. Um, and and Harry, Harry's not. Harry's Harry's more about safety. Yeah, he's goal oriented right now too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's more about protecting people, and Ron's more about glory, and Hermione's about supporting her friends and making sure they don't die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's and and so that's what she's done, and she's had. Unfortunately, that doesn't have a big bang moment. Okay, but I think it shows itself in trickles. Okay, I like that. So what was the uh, final sentence or paragraph that you enjoyed? Um, the, the final one is, I, just, I laughed out loud when I read this because I was like, the gall of this kid. And it's um, Harry instructing Hermione right before they part ways that that's like, okay, like you drink your thing. Okay, now go back and get Ron, grab the brooms, go <laughs> Owl Dumbledore or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Go Owl Dumbledore because, quote, I might be able to hold Snape off for a while, but I'm no match for him, really. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Yeah. You 11-year-old child who is taught by the person you think you're going to fight. Like. Yeah. You think you're. Yeah. that's. Man, it's, it's. I thought that was funny, too. Where I'm like, how long? How fast do you think owls fly? Really? They're like. How... <laughs> I laughed out loud at the gall of it, of just, you should have had that thought like 10 weeks ago. Yeah. 10 weeks ago. And maybe he was putting on a brave face and he's like, I'll be okay. Just do it just in case. Uh, But yeah, I think he legitimately thinks he can hold Snape off for a couple minutes, which is ridiculous. Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what were your favorite quotes? Uh, The main moment there... There were fewer things that were like directly quotable that I like actually laughed out loud at. The one that got me though is right at the beginning, um, as I was coming down from the first paragraph. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was after with all of the steam built up, and then... <laughs> uh, uh, I find it in the third paragraph, uh, page two sixty-two, when they're talking about the exams and what different teachers did for their exams. And it says, Professor Flitwick called them one by one into class to see if they could make a pineapple tap dance. Professor McGonagall watched them turn a mouse into a snuff box. Snape made them all nervous. (laughs) (laughs) This is the real quiz. (laughs) Breathing down their necks while they tried to remember how to make a forgetfulness potion. (laughs) 
I just love it that that it does reveal what Snape's quiz was, but it's at the end after this clever little turn of phrase of Snape made them all nervous. Like that was his task. And then breathing down their necks as they're trying to remember a forgetfulness potion. It's elementary, but it's really clever. And they're trying to remember the forgetfulness because we've I, I all love, felt that way. I love the irony of the remembering the forgetfulness potion. Yeah, yeah. Too. It's just, it's so funny. And I'm just like, I've felt so much like that in class where I'm like trying to remember this one thing where I've spent all week studying and studying and cramming this into my head. Why can't I remember it? I can remember stuff from weeks ago. I can remember lyrics to songs I haven't heard since seventh grade. But this one piece of information I've been trying to cram and cram and cram and remember, it's just not there. It's gone. And uh, I think that really evoked the feelings of finals and how finals feel Yeah, it was very, very concisely. real way to capture that struggle of, yeah. of studying. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss that. <laughs> so we would love to hear your favorite moments from this chapter. Uh, things that you liked or didn't like about this chapter and you can reach out to us and, and find us in a lot of ways uh, want to run us through some of the ways that our listeners can get a hold of us yeah so you can tweet at us at wordstruckpod or you can email us at wordstruckpodcast at gmail.com or uh, directly at me i'm at Alyssa small or i'm at clark hodges on twitter and uh yeah we would love to hear what you thought of the the penultimate chapter of the book mm-hmm. um do you think that the tasks were catered to voldemort's weaknesses or something else or were they just completely just oh we think this will be fine yeah yeah do you think that they were really difficult because i <laughs> we're struggling with that over here <laughs> <laughs> i would love to hear too what challenge what would be your ultimate task to get by what mm-hmm. what would it take to really slow you down would it be a room full of keys that you had to fly up to or what would really stump you uh and we're definitely not protecting anything from every one of our readers so no this, no there is no, no secret <laughs> weapon being created in our <clears throat> labs Ugh. why did we name ourselves that <laughs> you i can't tell you yet it's a found it's founder business uh <laughs> so again find all of this um on the website as well, um, secretweaponproductions.com. Oh, and we are newly on uh, Google Play. It's and true. And an Andro- Android availability, which um, you probably all know that if you're actually if you're listening, listening to, to us, us that way. Yeah, but, but we're it's there. kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but we are still on iTunes, and our ratings do matter on iTunes quite a bit. And even though this this season is kind of winding down, we still want to get in in front of as many ears as possible. So please uh, go to us on iTunes, give us a rating. And we have some super awesome things lined up, not only for this season, but for the next seasons. Like this is not, when this book's over, we're going to keep going. And we want you to join us and we want you to bring your friends along too. So please like find us on iTunes, give us a rating, give us some love, give us your comments. And let us know what you want to hear more of and what you're sick of hearing because that can help us too. (laughs) (laughs) Could be too. Uh, So... Yeah, get ready for the final chapter. Chapter 17. The Man with Two Faces. Who could that be? (laughs) Who could that be? Maybe the one guy who's been disguising a giant part of himself this whole time. (laughs) But it's going to be so exciting. I honestly have no clue how this is going to work out. I'm not being coy. I'm not being clever. I've I've said everything I know up until this point. So this big boss battle, it's going to be big fun. 
and I'm so excited. I can't wait to <laughs> see what you think. It's going to be great. Well, thank you so much for reading with me, Alyssa. Yeah, thanks, Clark. <laughs>